This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix Call-In Show from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav and with me this week I have got Keith, um, just the two of us tonight. Um, we'll be in and out of here in an hour, we've promised ourselves that from the very start. Yeah. Um, loads to talk about, um, if it wants to be football it can be football, if it wants to be Liverpool it can be Liverpool. If it wants to be random stuff, please make it be random stuff and um, we'll uh, talk about the random stuff for 50 of the 60 minutes ahead. Um we will post a link in the chat in a couple of minutes and anyone that wants to join in can join in as we always say if you're coming on you come on be respectful blah 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 blah. and if you're not we just take you off that's how it works um yeah and if you are trying to call in and it's telling you that it's not connecting it's just because you're waiting to go into a green room so don't panic and think oh this isn't working if you are trying to get in and you're trying to connect we can see you there it's just it takes us time to get to you so it'll be all good like that um Eunice says, just the two of us, we can make it if we try. You and I. Yeah, there you go. Start off. Um, yeah, let's have a sing song tonight. Fuck the football. I don't want to talk okay. about Liverpool. That's a fact. I don't want to talk about that shit last night. I don't really want to either, but we're going to have to at some stage. Yeah. Right? But Dermot Candy says, let's talk about last night's cat attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see this? I did, yeah. yeah okay. I did. Can I tell you how I see it? Yeah. Okay. Well. So... I wasn't doing the podcast last night after the match. Um, the three lads were doing it, and that was cool. The lads were doing it. I was off doing whatever bits or jokes, <coughs> and I came down and sat down in the <coughs> box and I was playing with the lads and whatever. Looked up and I said, "Oh, that show was just over." And Kevin Sullivan joins the chat, you know, the, the group on the Xbox, and says, "Lads, I've seen the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life ever." And I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Just go to the podcast tonight and go to forty-three minutes. I'm not saying anything else." So I swear to God, there was six of us in this chat and we all stopped what we were doing and we played this video for 43 minutes and all in sync watched it. And when I say, Keith, like there was fellas couldn't talk for about 10 minutes after it was that funny. So anyone that hasn't seen it, go back and check. It was a brilliant show last night, by the way. Um, fair play to the lads after a 5-2 defeat covering it. But... Um, <clears throat> Are we cancelling Matt? Is Matt cancelled now? Is he no, gonna... no, no. Matt's, Matt's absolutely what? fine. Um, Matt's absolutely fine. Uh but basically what happens is Matt's sitting there. He has the cat on his lap while he's doing the podcast. That's cool. I think the dog comes into the room, sees the cat on, the, on his lap, gets uh, jealous. jealous of the cat, attacks the cat. Okay. The cat goes to attack the dog who's on the floor, tries to jump off Matt's lap. Matt tries to get out of the way, puts his hand down to get the cat, and the cat just clamps onto his fucking <laughs> <laughs> onto his hand. So... um. 
then Matt picks up the cat, right? He's screaming in pain. <laughs> picks up the cat, knocks over his camera, falls off the chair, right? And then, and sorry, my wife and daughter in the background here laughing. And, <laughs> and literally, all you can see in the shot is him leaving the shot with the cat. And people are like, did he throw the cat? What happened to the cat? He didn't throw the cat. He actually put the cat down to try to get the, his hand out of the cat's mouth. Um, so... <laughs> So he disappears. Is he still alive? He's grand, he but he's four massive holes in his hand <laughs> from the cat. But in fairness to him, ever the professional, disappears, right? cleans himself up, right? And comes back and says, and just carries on the podcast as if nothing has happened. Yeah. Um, and then today he sent us a picture. But now he has a picture in, he has a picture in the WhatsApp group um, or the, the Telegram group of the cat just sitting on his lap tonight again. Not a fucking bother on the cat. Yeah. Um, selfish little bastard doesn't know the furority that he caused but my god it was like honestly uh, now to be fair a lot of people have said to me you have to clip that up and send it online and I said I would only do it with Matt's permission Um, I think he's frozen there so he might come back in a minute so I have asked Matt and he was like well yeah if something like that happens on a podcast why wouldn't you clip it up and put it on the internet so I will clip it up mm-hmm. tonight with some appropriate music and um some graphics and I will put it out across our, our social media either tonight or tomorrow morning but um, it's one of the maddest things I have ever seen I don't know <laughs> if you can put music on it really because the cat's a loud little fucker as well isn't he like, so he sounds like a fucking lion or something going from well I was thinking maybe maybe this is something we can get into maybe what we could do is we could let the video play with a bit of music and then it just lowers itself down when you hear the full screen from the cat okay yeah. and yeah. then when Matt leans over <clears throat> to get the cat and the cat bites and Matt makes a massive scream okay and then that's where the music should come in so if anyone yeah. in the chat wants to think what music should come in after that you know um, let us know what the music should be because um, an unbelievable an unbelievable moment in podcast history last night <laughs> um, it will go down as one of the greatest ever uh, Kevin Sullivan's there saying it is the funniest thing I've ever seen on a pod ever like lads that were with us last night Veranda oh. Cheese was with us last night and he was just like lads you just have to see this he was he was crying but um yeah it was just it was absolutely brilliant Kev, kevo sullivan actually shawnee watched that and said don't watch the cat watch kevo sullivan through it all because his reaction is and i think kev's words while it was kicking off was oh hello you know when, when this is going off like so you can imagine kev watching a massive brawl on the street and um kev's just standing there having a smoke on jeez it's all kicked off uh the thunder cats uh, music says Veranda Cheers. Chris Golden says South of Heaven by Slayer. Um, but it has to be Kevo Sullivan says it has to be Jaws. If you want blood by ACDC, says Chris Golden. The Benny Hill music. Yeah. Um, but like it was just absolutely ridiculous what went on there last night. And um, we should have opened. We we could have opened with, you know, the the result from last night. But um, it's absolutely brilliant. Mohammed says you've got to get a David Attenborough narration to the scene. Nothing else will work. <coughs> You'd need someone that's good with voices, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or David Attenborough might do it. Could, you, could we not get David Attenborough? Is he on Twitter? Yeah. Is he a subscriber? If you're out there, David, hit us up. We've got yeah. a gig for you. Sound of silence is just for the Simon and Garfunkel. We have put the link into the chat if you want to call in. be free. Feel free to call in. Ask us a question. If we Listen, we're trying to get through. If We'll try to get us through as many callers as we can tonight. So if you come on, Ask the question, we'll try answer it, we'll get you off, we'll get the next person on. So um but like I said, football or um random stuff, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So Keith, let's talk about last night. <coughs> you know. Um yeah. Liverpool go two 0 up, really good goal with yeah. Darwin Nunes. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, a mistake by uh, Courtois which leads to Salads happening and you're kinda of going, Well, this is really on. Mm. They get a good goal. Ellen Norton, yeah. I think it's a good goal. It's a great goal. Um, it's a great goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can point to Henderson. What's he doing going out there? But he's he's anticipating maybe it going back to Benzema so he can cut it out, which is fine. Should Joe Gomez get a bit tighter? Maybe so. But if he goes too tight, does does um, Vinicius, you know, do him on the on the other side or get taken down penalty something along yeah. them lines? A lot of people have argued if he goes closer and it deflects off and goes in, fair enough. You've you've gone to try challenge and then Allison has a mind fuck. The ball's passed back to him. I've seen people saying, oh, Gomez lashed the background, but he has two options to his left. 
or just boot yeah. it and he doesn't he tries to play it back to Gomez it's too straight a ball he's trying to hit I don't think he's him. trying to play it to Gomez I think <clears> if he plays it to Gomez it's an easy ball you know what I mean yeah Gomez, but I think he just gets caught on what he's angle, trying to do but Gomez runs and makes the angle for him to just roll it to him and he sort of smashes it I think he's trying to bypass it and, and hit it to Trent or whatever or whoever's out on wide right sort of midfield I think he's trying to whack it in because when you see it from behind he could literally have done a Cruyff turn and taken it to his left and just kept the ball because or just Vinicius clipped it to his runs. left because Van Dijk and Robertson are both there to do that. Vinicius bends his run and turns his back it's not like mm. Vinicius is, is chasing him down that's the mm. worst bit Vinicius isn't on top of him he turns mm. around and starts arcing his run and he literally just fires it into him it's yeah. a howler it's happened before and you see Courtois was worse but didn't let it affect well Madrid didn't let it affect them mm. and they just got on with their game it's the, it's the thing about them Gav they're such a even in poor form they're a team that knows how to get things done do you know what I mean on these games? Yeah. They don't panic and they don't they don't sort of veer too far from the game plan and you know and in fairness, like in the fourth half, like Liverpool were really good. I thought they were excellent. You know, yeah, they, they really can see good, that goal, yeah. fair enough, and that can happen against anyone in Europe, you know, in, yeah. the, in the last sixteen, and especially a team of that quality. Like they had got Rodrigo Benzema, um, Vinicius Jr. So, you know, you look at Modric, they had loads of threat. And the hell are kind of you're kind of going? How are we two all here? You know. Yeah. But what kills me is, and Jono says we are shy, but fuck me, how many deflected goals have we conceded this season? We never get these deflected goals in our favour. <laughs> That's fair as well. Um, but it's the tour goal that does it for me, Keith. Yeah. Because he's standing beside Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's on his hands on his knees, and he just literally yeah. makes the easiest run across goal. Ball's played. Modric is always going to pick him out. It's an easy ball for Modric. Gets yeah. the header on it. It's 3-2. And then Liverpool don't know what to be doing with themselves. Do we hold... Yeah. Not hold what we have, but do we become <clears> a bit more... I don't know. Like, do, do we... Just the hesitancy came in. The, the attacking threat... I, I thought when Jota and Firmino come on, our attacking threat just went. Went, yeah. And then, went and then like... Totally. And then we're picked off. You know, by... by you know, it's a deflected winning off Gomez. Then he, he, he goes past Allison, puts one in. But it was just one of those where we just didn't know what to be doing. Yeah, you want to hit the nail on the head. The 3 2 came too quick. Do you know what I mean? Like they scored what, a couple of minutes into the second half. And I agree, I thought Liverpool played well in the first half. I thought they were excellent in the first, mm. up until the, the second Madrid goal because. They scored the force and Vinicius gets the force and he has a chance before that that Allison saves. But then he gets that goal. And then Liverpool got back into it even at 2-1, like because Alaba goes off injured, doesn't he? And after that, and, and Salah sort of giving him a bit of a roast, and, and he's getting a bit of well, getting a bit of joy down that side of the pitch. But then when the second one goes in, what I found was Liverpool just lost. Yeah, not so much that Allison lost his confidence after the mistake, I think the defence. And the midfield, you could just see the fucking confidence draining out the mm. rest of them, which wasn't ideal. Do you know mm. what I mean? It was, it, we're on the back of two good wins, and, and people can play down the Newcastle and everything. They're big wins. They were good performances. They were two clean sheets, but it was a different kettle of fish last night. You're playing Real Madrid, and you get punished for these things, and you can't, you can't half arse it. And I felt there was a little bit of half arse going on last night. Um, some players I thought were okay, but you know, it's easy to lash Joe Gomez out, but I thought he was horrendous. Uh, I don't think Virgil was much better. I thought Fabinho and Henderson were terrible. I thought Pachetic is getting a lot of stick for the losing the ball on the second Madrid goal. But I mean, we get the ball back and play, you know, I don't blame him for that. He lost the ball, but the thing about Pachetic is he always tries to play forward, which is a positive. The front three started well, but then fell out of the game. It was just like the confidence was sapped out of us when that second Madrid goal went in. And then instead of getting in, we get in at two all at half time. And instead of holding on to that for a while, we absolutely gave it to them straight away. And then, you know, the subs happened. And I don't know if it was a planned planned uh, substitution. You know, Nunes has, has got a bit of a shoulder injury from the Newcastle game. And it's like, right, we'll give you an hour, but then you're coming off because that didn't make any sense to me. Diogo Jota, I don't remember him being a player that comes back from injuries and is firing, do you know what I mean, on all cylinders straight away. So I found that taking Nunes off of him, because Nunes, the pace was always a threat, and he was actually doing a lot of good defensive work as well. And yeah. I thought when he went off, he just lost all. That was our only bit of um, bit of the, the, the pressure reliever. 
that we had was gone yeah. and, and I think we just the arse fell out of us because yeah, Brian Murphy says we stopped playing at 2-0 defence went too deep and allowed their quality midfield to run as ragged individual errors playing in our season too yeah it is a bit like yeah, that uh, we, have a caller. With that. we have a call we have a call guess two let me see ah look mm. who it is make a caller <laughs> no it's a very good friend of mine how are you my man He's not. Is he muted? Am I? Am I muted? No, no, you're not muted. This is my friend Colin. Um, let do me I, tell you. About do, I have Colin. To, do I have to turn off my telly for this to work? Do I so that you don't? No, get no, any, no. You don't have to turn off your telly. You won't, you won't get. Um, you won't get. Uh, you're not going to put a top there. on. You can. Why did you call yourself? Well? Pink? He lives in Brazil now. This lad. Um, That's alright. He's originally from North Dublin. He's a, he's a very long, long long time friend of mine very very close friend of mine um, and he lives in Brazil now and it's the first time I've seen him live in months um, I don't know whether I'm liking it or regretting it to be quite honest with you know, <laughs> you know what I noticed do you know what I noticed I says I, I was watching I don't know I must have been watching highlights of a match or something and somehow just popped up this page so I said fucking hell this Gav I've never watched Gav's shit before I knew we'd done this yeah and uh, and it popped up again when I went into YouTube this evening I says that's it I could see seven minutes in. running down that this was going to start. This is going to ring him. Okay. So, <laughs> so what? Uh, what, is, what is your question? Uh, what are we talking about? Whatever you want. Question. Whatever you want. Um, I don't know. What's the weather like? Over here. Like? <laughs> well, you're in <laughs> Brazil, um, yeah. and it's where he he is is uh, is is beautiful. Like honestly, he sent us pictures, um, and it's like. He lives on the beach. Um, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I got, I got so a bit, bit of a background is his, his wife is Brazilian. Um, his daughter was born here. They decided to go back for, to Brazil for a couple of years. And why not? Because why would you live here? But the weather over here is um is awful. I'm being honest yeah. with you. It's it's very in and out. It's very kind of all right one day, rain and the next cold. It it it's all it's all sorts of. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Champions League. Who do yeah, you think wins it? You look at Napoli, I'm telling you. Dark Outside horses, Indy. Dark, dark horse. It could end up being a Napoli, Napoli Real. I don't know what way that, what way it's. Well, the, it's an open draw in the next round, anyway. So. Open. It could be a Napoli Real final. Okay. Uh, they're, they're bound to meet each other. They're flying, anti Napoli. They, they won two yeah, in the last they're, meeting. They're, they're flying. They're, they're ridiculous though, but if you watch them play, they're amazing. They're yeah, I, different. I love that fella on the left wing. I can't pronounce his name, but he's um. Oh, no, can I can't you pronounce it, Keith? Keith? No. Fairly No, I'd have to read it. Apparently, Real Madrid are massive, massive into. Um, City here as well. City yeah, he's he's, um, he's like a throwback. This winger, like he has everything: the pace, power. He has the whole lot. Um, do you really fancy Napoli though? Because I, 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 Nap- I think it's the best. It, I think maybe, it might be the best chance because I, I can see that squad being broken up when when it's. If they win this is the thing, yeah. Like uh, somebody's gonna go, you know, buying five or six, or definitely three or four of their best players. Somebody with big money, but uh, maybe I want Napoli to win it more than maybe it's a, more than me head thinking that they're gonna win it. Don't know. I would love to see them win it. Someone different. I think we're yeah. all a bit sick yeah. around. Bit and they're, they're about eighteen points clear in Serie A, so I think they have. Yeah, that nearly, yeah. Like, they've gone fifteen this weekend. Yeah, so uh, yeah, ridiculously sure. strong, aren't they? Like, yeah, they, they've got players, and and when you think of Napoli as well, they lost a lot of big players last year. You know, they lost Kula yeah. Bali, they lost uh, Insigne, that were stalwarts in the team, a lot more. Um, Dries Mertens, they lost, you know, a lot, and they replaced them brilliantly. The South Korean fella at the back is brilliant yeah. for them. Um, yeah, man, the Georgian fella on the wing, you know, that they haven't missed a step and they've got better. And when you see a team like that, you really think they could be the dark horses. Because I was only looking at it, there's not that many, there's, there's, you know, City, Bayern. City controlled, uh, City controlled a lot of the game against Leipzig tonight. We're one nil up and it was like, what are Leipzig at? But Leipzig actually got, got, a, got a draw out of it and something to kind of yeah. go to the Etihad with. But Sam in the in the quote, in the comment says Real Madrid will win it in my opinion otherwise Napoli I think Napoli would need to beat Madrid over two legs rather than a final or someone yeah. else to knock Madrid out because Madrid are just so good at managing games it's, it's, it's like anything it's like anything you look at the top leagues at the moment and you're just sick of seeing the same team sometimes and even yeah. at the Premier League I love watching the Premier League I've stopped watching it I just it's just I'm sick of City and you want Arsenal yeah. to win it just yeah yeah for oh, I do so you sort of hope 
it's the same with the Champions League. You just don't want the same teams. You want something different. You want a bit of a, a an underdog or a dark horse or something coming along yeah. and winning. That's what I think. That's what I want for football. But what you want is you want an underdog or a dark horse that sort of have the minerals to go all the way because you don't want to see like, you know, uh, let's say who's in there, Ben Porto, let's say. If they're still, yeah. if they're always in it. You don't want to see Porto get into a final with Madrid or anything because it just get pumped. Yeah, they'd be absolutely fun, pummeled, you know. So Napoli do have a bit about them, and when they have like awesome and who's banging in goals, you know, he's a threat, you know. So they, they feel they, they feel really a bit like anyone on that day. They feel a bit like Ajax 2018-19, where Ajax realistically should have went to that final against Liverpool, but yeah. the Spurs had that. Yeah. But Ajax were brilliant throughout that. Like they they knocked Real Madrid out that year, and yeah. they're brilliant. And kind of Napoli feel that way a little bit to me. It'll be it'll be interesting when because they're flying in Serie A, so they could nearly take their foot off a pedal a little bit there and kind of go. Yeah. We're playing European games, you know, and they can afford one or There's two no slips. Middle. But it'll be it'll be interesting when they do come up against, oh, especially over two legs, you know, in a quarter final or semi final against the likes of a Madrid or a City or or a Bayern Munich, you know, yeah. something like that. But I I'm with you. I'd love um, I'd love. To uh, see Napoli win it for Andy Cheese and the Chasses, Napoli are playing with the ghost of Maradona. The trophy is theirs. All right, Bernie Stokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I don't know. But no, I think I think it's fairly um, unanimous by a lot of the people that uh, yeah, you know, Napoli will be the shot. Yeah. Okay. Right. Are you going to read me? Are you going to read me during the week? I'll send you a voice a voice message or something on. Uh, okay. I look forward WhatsApp. to. It. I could see, I could see the reaction on his face about five minutes ago that he seen me and he figured it out. You figured it out it was me and he, like Keith was just chatting away and Gav was just going. It's great to see you. Call in next week, but listen, put some clothes on, will you? No, no I've got nothing on here. I've got nothing on here. Yeah, but That's don't go with the camera, please. Um, we, <laughs> no, we get done for copyright. Uh, no, right, go no, on. Enjoy. I've done it. Bye bye. Take it easy. Oh, that's, that's my nice mate, Carl. Yeah, that's me, mate, Healy. Absolute headbanger. Um, but yeah, Napoli. I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah, they're a good team. I'm all they over really it. are good team, and you know, you look at them, and they're they're a team that look like they they, as I said, there they they've bought well when they've lost big players, and they look stronger now, which is. When you see a team that's good that lose a lot of stalwarts, like your, as I said, the Dries Mertens, the Kula Bali's, and Seniors, all fellas that were there for a long, long time, and they just replaced them with better, younger players, and mm. it just pushes them on. And and they, I, I like your comparison with Ajax, but I think they're even much more dangerous than Ajax. I think I think they are, but but what I'm saying is like Ajax are a different side to what they were. Ajax were yeah. very um, possession based, fucking yeah, but they were very solid, and I thought they were very, very clever in the way they played football. Yeah. You know, when they went away to the Bournemouth at that time, I remember, and I think it might have been a second leg, I think it was a second leg, and they just, they, were, they backed themselves to control the ball. They were very patient. Like, you know, at, at the at the likes of the Bournemouth, if you get over the halfway line on a bit of a break, you're, you're thinking just thunder towards goal. They weren't. They were picking their passes. They were watching what they were doing, and they were brilliant. And they their inexperience gets them against spores, not in a footballing sense. I just think their heads yeah. go. You know, and... Yeah, maybe Napoli have more experience overall in the squad they have right now with the players they've added in. I'm absolutely fine with that, but I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued to see how Napoli get. And um, I'll, that's probably they're probably the team I will watch because Liverpool ain't going through. So um, never say never, Gav. Never ah, say never. No, we're not going to burn about. Not with not with the farm we're in and, and yeah. winning three nil. We've, done, and it we've done more before. We've done <coughs> before. We have um, Joe Fagan says uh, Joe Fagan trebles says more vi- golf videos, please, Gav. Um, yeah, we're video. We're 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 going full time on our um, uh, on our filming from next Monday. So we should have videos out every three days from Tuesday of next week. Hopefully, once things go well, and we've loads of different games lined up. Um, loads of different ways where we play against each other. We play as teams, and um, the two of us, me and uh, Neely. So, um, bang average golf on YouTube if you want to go and check them out. We've another caller. Here we go. Um, let me see. Guess and do, 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 let me see. Publish. And I believe this man's name is Josh. Josh, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How's how it are going, you? Josh? Uh, it's going well. I just wanted to call in. I watch you guys every video. Been doing so for like. I love you. I want to say like three years. 
I don't know. Oh, um, did you, are you one of the guys that found us through during COVID? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, when I started listening to you guys, Grizz was still with you, so. Yeah. No, I it think been... three years ago was around when we started YouTube, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so anyways, I just wanted to call in and say I love the channel. Love Good the stuff. content. Good to hear. I'm in, I'm in California, so it's hard to find oh, I'm not, I'm not asking here, you so. what the weather's like. Yeah, what's the weather like there? <laughs> it's actually cold today. What's it, cold uh, now? T-shirts and shorts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so and, and, and don't give me Fahrenheit. In terms of Celsius, which is the proper way to measure temperature, um, what what are we looking at? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> so what is it? In, what like, is it in Fahrenheit? It's probably like fifty-five. So what's that? Probably no idea. 18, Dub- 19 degrees. Dublin is four degrees at the moment. Celsius, but it feels minus three. <laughs> Keith, Keith, are you on your phone? I would have to look it up. Yeah. All right, go onto your phone, Google Celsius to Fahrenheit, put Fahrenheit in a 55. I think that's about 19 degrees. And like, honest to God, 19 degrees Celsius in Dublin and people stop walking. No, 12 degrees. 12 (laughs) 12 degrees, degrees, is it? 14 degrees, yeah. Summer's day. Yeah, it's a summer's day in Ireland. Anyway, sorry, we digress. Um, Josh, question, (laughs) comment, what have you got for us? Yeah, I mean, besides, you know, bigging you guys up for what you do, um, I guess a question would be, I mean, I feel like we all kind of think Quivine's going to be leaving sooner rather than later. So, and I mean, obviously, Allison, he's phenomenal, but we know just based on this last game, he's got stinkers in him. Um, what do you think we're going to do? Because Adrian, I mean, doesn't he doesn't make me feel comfortable. Like, I know he's he's showed up in some big moments, like especially like penalty kicks and stuff. Um, but what do you guys see happening with the goalkeeper situation? Because I feel like we need to sell him to get some money. I don't want to, but... Queeving? Yeah. I, yeah. I, he wants to go. Well, you go first, Keith. Yeah, he wants to go, I think, to, to get game time. He's 24, I think. He's battling with Gavin Bazunu for the Irish goalkeeping slot. And I think there's a, a chance to get that if he plays regularly. And... I just, I can see him moving on. We spoke about him many a time before. I think Av you might have said you'd you'd put a boy back in him or do something along them yeah. lines because he's he's excellent and he's he's the ideal keeper to have as a backup. But you can't keep these lads when they're that good as as a backup. And and my my own thoughts on this is I think the dead nail was when Klopp sort of dropped him from the FA Cup, even though we brought him back in. Mm-hmm. He said he was out, and and I just can't don't see him coming back if he's not guaranteed even the cup game so it's a hard one i'd get rid of adrian obviously i wouldn't be keeping him on you know he seems to be a great crack around the place he seems to be a popular positive fella among the squad but you can't have him taking up um a non-homegrown slot in the squad so i'd look to just bring in an absolute bum of a goalkeeper that's english or has come up through the english youth systems and just tick a box. I think they have a lot of faith in Harvey Davis. I think he will be fast-tracked and maybe Pitaluga as well. The young Brazilian lad come back from loan might be one that they look at, but I, I can't see them spending big on a goalkeeper. That'd be my take on it. I can't see them spending big because I think Alisson, the, the beauty about Alisson, in my opinion, is when he drops a bollock like last night, he tends to just get over it quickly enough. You yeah. know, he doesn't crumble and that's the thing, you know. I wouldn't be too worried about him. Long term, I'm de- delighted to have him there. So it's a hard, it's a hard one to sort because any keeper coming in knows I'm the, the cup keeper. You know what I mean? So I think it's a hard one to deal with with money or things like that. So I'd bring in obviously Jack Butland has gone to Manchester United, but that sort of type of character, you know what I mean? An English keeper in his thirties that can just go in there and help bring through the young lads. You know what I mean? 
Tom Boland says he can see Quavin going to Brentford and Ray at the Spurs. Yeah, not a bad shout. I can see Quavin. I think he's better than you already. So, well, the, Spurs will be just Brian O'Halloran is saying that the cat, um, no, not Brian O'Halloran, there's somebody else there. Sorry, it's just gone off my screen. And um, the talk around Cork, of course, where he's from, is um, Kelleher to Spurs in the summer for 25 million pounds. Look, Allison's the best goalkeeper in the world, mm. right? Simple as that, right? We all make mistakes. He made one last night, right? And, you know, he's made one here and he's made one there. All keepers do it. Some of them are, like, trying to pass a ball out and you get intercepted. Some of them are, you should have saved that and you should, and you didn't. A bit like David De Gea does quite a bit, right? But David yeah. De Gea for years was considered, for me, easily in the top three goalkeepers in the world. Yeah. But he always had those little flaws in him, right? It's... You're never selling Alison Becker. Once he wants to stay, he stays. And yeah. if Cuevin Kelleher wants game time, that's absolutely fine because I think he's good enough. I think he's good enough to be Liverpool, Liverpool's goalkeeper. He's just very unfortunate that the fact that the fella's in yeah. front of him is phenomenal. Like if Cuevin yeah. Kelleher was standing around Liverpool in 2014 and Simon Mignolet in 2017 and, or 18 and Loris Carius is banging around the place, Cuevin Kelleher is Liverpool's number one goalkeeper and we probably don't sit sign Alison Becker the issue I have is two first one if you're selling Quivian Kelleher you want to buy back on him across the whole entire contract that he signs for any other club yeah alright so if he signs for Spurs which I think Spurs wouldn't want us on a buyback but if we, sign, if we sell him for 25 million quid to anybody we're going to say in the next five years we can buy him back for 40 to 45 million and it goes up in increments across yeah. the five years right Um, that's the first thing the second thing is if Allison gets injured, you need to bring a goalkeeper into a, into a team yeah. that is, suits what we try to do. You can't bring a, a Ben Foster in, and you can't bring a well Ben Foster's retired, but you know that sort of goalkeeper or the guy you just mentioned gone to Manchester United because they're not footballing yeah. goalkeepers, yeah. right? The young lad that's being brought in, I've no problem with him coming in for uh, as tour choice for Adrian, but you need to get it right with your second goalkeeper. And I know that sounds a bit, you know, oh like why you're worrying so much about it. But honest to God, right, the way the world has gone, if if Alisson gets injured on the fourth day of next season and Cuevin Keller is playing for Brighton, okay, yeah. and we bring in a goalkeeper that just likes to kick the fucking thing, right, and we lose a game, there will be absolute meltdown across the planet amongst Liverpool fans that, why did we let him go? Why did we sign this fella? He can't pass the ball. Yeah? So that's where you have to look as well. And goalkeepers play a massive part in how you play football nowadays. A massive part. Because yeah, if they boot the ball, you have to have guys that are really good in the air, really good on second balls, and are willing to run a hell of a lot more than they usually would. So I I can see Kelleher going. I honestly can. But I think yeah. the best you get out of it is he goes and you get a buyback across the whole contract that he signs with whatever club. That's what I would do. Josh, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, I think he. we absolutely need to have a buyback. I would 100% start him every game if Allison wasn't here. I think every time he's played for us, he's showed up. I mean, he's had some really big moments for being so young, but he just has confidence that Adrian, like when Adrian's in goal, I'm like, anything can happen. Like, yes, it could be like extremely positive, but it also could, you know, really screw us over. So I think... We have to have a buyback. I think, like, if Tottenham were to sign him, like, they would finish top four just having him on the team alone. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's true, but, you know, he just he just is such a quality keeper. So, like, I was just kind of thinking, like, you know, you guys mentioned some names, like who you would bring in to be the second or the third string guy. For a while there, like, before, like, Nick Pope moved um, to Newcastle, I thought he would have been like a fantastic choice. I mean, maybe not like, maybe the budget wouldn't have worked, but you know, I, the problem he's a good Pope shot stopper. Can, yeah, that's and I think that touches into what Gab said. Pope yeah. can't play the ball, and that's why he fucked up right. against us at the weekend. You know, and and it's a hard one. Really, is a hard one to do because you see Nick Pope, and he's obviously been told at Newcastle, right? You have to come out and sweep because he does it against us before he gets sent off, mm -hmm. and he's been doing it all season. He's done it okay in fairness to him. He's coming out, but he's very much a goal line keeper. And yeah, you know, if you have if you get a keeper in 
that's uncomfortable because I think Adrian's uncomfortable at it and you can really see the difference in how you play so it's, it's so hard the German keepers are always good at, the, at that and I see in the chat there Jono was saying uh, Ron Robert Zeller is getting mentioned because he's homegrown he came up at Man United I think I think he was in the United EU teams so he'd class as homegrown I think something like that might be a bit clever but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he'd be over 30 now and, you know, he'd be experienced, but he would be comfortable with the ball at his feet. And and I think that's what you have to look at. I think whoever it is has to be a ball-playing goalkeeper because it's counterproductive if you just heal from the ball. Do you know what I mean? You might like it. Yeah. It's it's just not going to work out with the, the players that we have there. It's it's interesting as well because Alisson signed a new long-term deal, I think, back in, I want to say 2021, maybe later than that. And, you know, Kevin Kelleher isn't going into Liverpool and saying, I want to leave without knowing what's going on with Allison. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, like, is is there any indication that's his last contract? Would he want to go? Because the one thing I will say about Allison is, as much as he loves Liverpool, he feels a bit like of a homeboy to me. That's just the feel I get off him. And Allison feels like the sort of fella that could turn around in two years, three years' time and say, you know what, I'm going back to Brazil. You know, yeah. um, football isn't everything to him. But, is Cuevin Keller going to wait another two or three years? I don't know. Unless he's told, you're definitely playing all the cup games and we're going to alternate goalkeepers during... But I don't think we're going to do that. You know, so it's yeah. a difficult situation for Cuevin Keller. It's a difficult situation for the club. But I think the club have been brilliant with Cuevin Keller because he never sent him on loan and he literally let him be Alisson's apprentice since Alisson walked in the door in 2018. Um, it's been a brilliant um, learning curve from a brilliant education and... He is good enough, and the, and the thing as well is he has an international goalkeeper beside him, Gavin Bazunu. That's uh, brilliant as well. Yeah. He's gone from Man City to Southampton this season, and you know Southampton are bottom of the league. But trust me, Bazunu is a top top draw goalkeeper as well. So he's probably looking to not only kickstart his international career or his league career, but or his club career. Sorry, but his league his international career as well. So I think he will. I think he will. Um, he will go, but I think Liverpool should put some sort of insurance policy on it in some way because they know how good he is it's just circumstances has him leaving it's not it's not ability it's definitely and that'll dictate, be dictated by the team <coughs> goes to won't it because I think you touched on the Spurs be unlikely to sign him with a boy back but maybe a smaller club not a, a Champions League challenging club might be the way, the way to go with that and they'd be just happy to get him like seeing Brighton getting mentioned I don't know if Brighton I think he's good enough to play for most teams in the Premier League, Grieving Callagher. That's the thing. I really do. I think he's. I think Josh Hughes said it about he'd, he'd make Spurs top four team. I agree because I think Hugo Lloris is a huge weak link for them. And I think he'll yeah. go in there and be much better. So it'd be interesting to see but where it, his next move is. But it, it all, it, it, you need a sample size. Because it's like Grieving Callagher to me looks cool, calm, good shot stopper, commands his box okay, brilliant on his feet, you know, brilliant with his feet. But you need a sample size. At the end of the day, we're looking at Cuevin Keller based off about 15 Liverpool yeah. appearances. Yeah, that's true. That, you know, so, you know, we've seen keepers before that you go, he's a brilliant prospect and then he goes somewhere and you're kind of going, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just does not happen for them. But I think for his sake, and I think it's fair on everyone's part that if Cuevin Keller wants to leave Liverpool because he's up against the best goalkeeper in the world, you can't knock him. You just go, yeah, that's fine. Just, just try put something in place where, yeah. um, just put something in place where you have a chance to get him back, if and when you ever need him. That's the way. Yeah. yeah. Josh, it's been a pleasure. Um, Thank you. You are now much. ranked the second most attractive man on this channel there ever appeared <laughs> behind Shawnee Lawson. You will never top Shawnee Lawson. Shawnee Lawson. That's fair. Yeah, Shawnee's definitely the most beautiful Where do we come in this league table? Keith, let's, not discuss, let's, just, let's discuss it over a point, man. I'm getting a lot of heat around my moustache tonight, I think. <coughs> yeah, yeah are, you, are you going for an audition or something? Or? No, no, I'm just, that's the way I'm rolling tonight, Gav, you know what I mean? That comes across as very, um, I think you've become very lazy, Keith. Do you think? Yeah, because I, I reckon you're twirling that and you're saying to yourself, this is a pain in the arse, but I'm just going <laughs> to leave a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm not shaving. I've, I've made that. I've done the Emma Cavanaugh. I've done that before where I've tried to trim it down and just yeah. had to shave it off. So I'm leaving it. I don't usually let my moustache get long, but I'm going to go for that big old blade and boom, right. handlebar sort of thing, yeah. Okay, I'm liking it. Why don't you do it in November when they all grow moustaches like this? No, no, because you have to start afresh. You have to shave on the first and grow it. I'd rather just build it up. And jump in on the first of November and have a big bleeding Amos out of Emmerdale type thing and just bleed and go with that, you know what I mean? So yeah. 
look, it is what it is. Yeah. Paul Giamani says you're looking like Cat Weasel. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Shiny Sun reckons... Don't talk that, about cats. Yeah, well, Shiny Sun reckons that Josh looks like um, Johnny Depp. No, there's He's getting a lot of Johnny Depp. Yeah. He's getting a lot of Johnny Depp heat in there as well. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Um, if you want to call in next week, by all means do so, Josh. Um, really good question. Um, we let you go and we try to get one more in before we finish, will you? Yeah, of course. Thanks again nice for having me on, guys. No problem it's, at all, Josh. It's an honor. Take it easy. Uh, and the honor was theirs, Johnny. Cheers. <laughs> Now, um, yeah, the moustache, I, th- I think it suits you. Thanks very much, yeah, thanks very much. I'm afraid to just shave my beard off, like, so I'm afraid to literally just commit to a moustache because I think they're yeah, a bit trendy now, moustaches, a curly moustache on a bald head. I'll be like, you know, them circus weightlifters in the old days. No, place. if you ever watch, um, if you ever watch um, Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a guy in the Paw Patrol, where's the kind of top hat? The mayor. Yeah, he's, I think he's the mayor, yeah. Um, yeah. I think you'd look a bit like him. Thanks. Yeah, that's that. That's the look I'm going for, that the fat mayor yeah. with Paw yeah. Patrol. <laughs> yeah, when you start growing this, you went, you know what I want to look like? <laughs> the mayor of Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, if we get one more in, we'll get one more in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, um, Gav, say nearly... Oh, no. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, I, I'm getting this on the on the channel, right? On on the gold channel, where I keep saying Neely's name. Yeah. Like every time I'm talking, I go Neely. Yeah, I know Neely. I just, I don't know what it is. Do you know what? Do you know what I actually think it is? It's actually when I'm talking on these shows, you have to put out who you're speaking to. Yeah. You know, so I'm talking to you now. I don't keep saying Keith, Keith, Keith. Yeah. But if, I'm, if there's someone else on, I'll have to say, and Keith, what do you think? So it's actually a thing in my mind from doing shows and and um, recording where. I always have to address the person I'm about to speak to when you're in it. But now I keep doing it with one-on-ones. So yeah. I'm not going to call his name anymore. I'm just going to ignore him on the next next video. Don't let them bleed uh, and change your style, Gav. Don't let them bleed no, and get that's you. That's true as well, yeah. That's true yeah. as well. Um, but uh, who asked me that? Andy Coffin. Andy Coffin uh, doesn't like me anyway. He's always having a go at me. Oh, so um, he's just, just trying to wind me up. He's just trying to wind me up. Um, let me see. Let me see. Um, Dermot says, I think Pep is losing the plot. A bit cranky in his post-match interview to me. Did he go through the whole game without making a sub? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, well, he did up until about the 88 minute, the last I'd seen. So he leaves, he leaves a couple of boys behind and then doesn't make, doesn't make yeah. a... Doesn't he does make this a, all the time. Like, yeah. he, he, if they're not winning or they're not playing well, he doesn't make changes, which is yeah. a bit mental. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. I don't. You don't really pay attention to it if they win, whether he does that or it only gets highlighted when they lose or, or draw, draw points. You know what I mean? But... um. Yeah, Kev yeah, reckons he's, he's full on getting his tin squad excuse in early. I think so as well. I think I've seen some the other day saying he has the least depth in in, in the top six. Yeah, my heart bleeds from for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, anything, uh, what music you listen to this week? What you know, music am I listening to this week? I was listening to a lot of um, what was I listening? Do you know who I'm listening to? I don't really like it. I'm listening to a what lot of fucking the kids. I'm listening to a lot of Ed Sheeran. A lot of Ed Sheeran. Um, getting into him a bit as well. I'm are you? sad to say. Oh, yeah, you're not girl and all Yeah, the Galway girls are always on. The two fucking kids love it. Because what they do, they have playlists on my Spotify account. Yeah, that kills year, me as well. fucking yeah. ruin me playlist yeah. of the year. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran and Lewis Capaldi and yeah. Harry Stoles. I do like Harry Stoles now, I have to say. He's playing churning out the hits. But that's the, the stuff I have on. And, you know... I'm listening to it when the kids aren't there, so I'm That's blaming the them, but the reality is it's all on me. But I do like a bit of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, there's nothing more, because I have the, um, you know, the, the duo kind of Spotify, yep. so you can have two accounts and stuff like that. But for some reason, like, I, I, I set it up where I had one and the rest of yep. them can share one, you know, like yep. Alexa's and whatever else, right? And I don't know how it's gone on, but they all seem to have landed back on mine. <laughs> and, like, I go in, and if I see one more fucking thing about... Them two boards doing that podcast. What's the name? Yeah, woman. She was married to Brian McFarlane. Vogue Williams. Vogue and, Williams and the other oh, one. Right? Yeah. Uh, Joanne. ghosted me. Or, yeah. If I see one more fucking episode of that coming up on my Spotify, right? I'll believe <laughs> and lose the plot. And then that's for my wife. And then my daughter does be listening to all sorts of bleeding stuff. You see, I've, I've tried to get my daughter into the Cranberries. Yeah. Right? 
of, of good, so good she's show. getting she's getting into the cranberries. Getting there, is she? But um, yeah, so she kind of, she has this thing where she goes, no, I don't really like that. But then an hour later, you'll hear it kind of going on the Alexa up in the bedroom and she's singing away and you know. But she's she loves the eighties. But she's yeah. I'm trying to get her into the cranberries. But um, do you know yeah. what I'm loving at the moment? I, I I'm a big fan of Nirvana and all right, so I, I do love Nirvana. But I love looking for alternative sort of versions of the the songs. You know, so there's a there's a documentary in Nirvana about Kurt Cobain called Montage of Heck. It's brilliant. It's one of the best music documentaries out there. It's all video mm. footage of him. You know, him and Courtney Love. It's fucking brilliant. But they do a version that smells like Teen Spirit. It's like a slow down orchestra type thing, and it's fucking strung out on that at the moment. But I love anything, the Foo Fighters and the likes of that when they have a slower version of Everlong. All these things I love when you hear rock bands slowing things down. And for anyone that's into the slow down music game, listen to the slow down version of Jolene by Dolly Parton. One of the best tracks you'll ever hear. Quality. Do you know what I? Do you know what I, I heard the other day? And I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get their, their name up. Hold on, I'll get the name now for you. Brilliant voice, right? But it's not nothing I'd usually listen to. I'm going to just go through it here because it's probably me recently played. Um, Nancy Griffith. Nancy Griffith? Yeah, there you go. two songs from her in the last week. And when I heard her voice, I recognised her from the first one. Um, yeah. But, the, 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 yeah, I played them. Um, uh once in a very blue moon and from a distance. Ah. And you hear her singing, right? Um, you hear her singing from a distance. You're like, that's a fucking brilliant voice. And then when I went, I heard this once in a very blue moon, the radio, and I said, that's your woman, Nancy Griffith. So when I went on. That's my girl, Nancy. But, but the thing is, to listen to her speak and then talk is mental. Just go and type into um, Spotify once in a, blue, in, a, in a very blue moon with Nancy Griffith and listen to her talking. And then thinking it's yeah. mental. Um, last caller, it's Bertie. Well, it says it's Bertie. Could be fucking, could be anyone. No, it is Bertie. It is Bertie, yeah. Okay, here we go. Bertie. All right, Bertie. Oh, how are you, lads? What's the story? Oh, I got my hat on this, this week again. It wasn't well last week. Without it, you? Didn't feel do, you know like you... do you know what you're reminding me of now on this show? I was only thinking about it. What? Do you remember years ago on, on um, uh, one of the Dublin radio stations, you used to have a fella just come on every Friday morning. Just a normal fella. And you used to just chat randomly to him. Do you never remember that? Just a fella no. they used to have on every week. They used to have this fella on. I'll, I'll look her up for you, but that's what you're reminding me of. But anyway, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. I wasn't well last week. That's why I wasn't on. So, wasn't great. Are we allowed to ask was, what was wrong with you? Or? Ah, just, just in a heap. That's all. No, you get a stoy in my eye and the whole lot. A in your eye? Did you put a tea bag on it? I did the whole works, fucking yeah. only shot, bleeding, you know, putting all those fucking, you know, twinings and all that shit on it. Just fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You have a walk, so you have that. What, you're just going to walk to rob the tea bags to put on the stuff in your eye? Our tea bags are free, we don't rob. Hold on, did you wake, on up, did you wake up in the gaff? Did you wake up? Hold on, did you wake up in the gaff, right? And say, I've a story, I'm not using my own tea bags. Do you know what? I'll actually go into work to tell them I'm not well and I'll grab a few tea bags on my way out. <laughs> yeah, I liberated a few tea bags already. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it has to be done there. And come here, when you tea say bags, with a heap, was, that, was it gargle related or? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No, it's just fucking, just caught up. I, so, to everything, it was away two weeks ago, and just, just stuff ca- catches up, life catches up, so yeah, just yeah, fucking does. bollocks, you know? I think my body just shut down and said, ah, you're fucked now, also, you know? It's a young man's game, Bertie, it's a young man's game, and none of us are young men anymore. Yeah, no, I'm an old man, that's, you know. I feel feel very intimidated coming on after Josh, like, he's a very handsome man. I know, Keith nearly had a shave. Well, yeah. It's hard to follow that. Just before you go on, Madge Apple says, Jeff Buckley's version of The Smiths, I know it's over. 
Keith's definitely going to check that out. The Smiths are fucking amazing, I have to say. Mor- Morrissey gets an awful lot of shit for being a bit of a, a bit of a sap. <coughs> and Morrissey's solo stuff is brilliant as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, big Smiths fan. I love it, Madge. Good show. Jeff Buckley is great as well. But we'll be... Right, 10 minutes to go. Bertie, what's the question, comment, observation? What have you got? Well, first of all, Joe Gomez is shy, so he can fuck off, right? right. Um, nice. That's all I'm going to talk about football because I just get depressed. I was, I was very angry last night, so I'm just not going to get into it. No, I'm going to get into some music. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, like what uh, Keith was saying about the, the Smiths there and stuff like that, I'll be more to cure myself, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like the cure. Smith. Yeah, uh, Stone Roses, obviously. Yeah. Blur, all them, you know. Yeah. So, uh, no, just want, just wanted to give a quick ring. Just, uh, I'm just sure Sean, Sean, he was. Well, yeah, just a chat. I think <laughs> Sean, he was worried that probably worried that I wasn't here last week and he was going, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Bertie's all right, you know. And well, now uh, he's not here. I'm, I'm listening to you going on about the Stone Roses and the Cure and all. I kind of, they kind of bypassed me. Stone Roses. Yeah. The Cure. Yeah, you yeah, probably, maybe. you're probably more Radiohead. Yeah. No, I'm not. Probably more I'm, your area. I'm not. You know something? Rick Astley. No, more when I was brought up, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I was brought up, right? Stuff. When I was brought up, my ma listened to loads of country and western. Oh, I love the old country. No, I mean, like you know, you know the tape, tape, little tape deck. Yeah. On on top of the fridge, fucking blanket on the ground. Blanket on the, the ground. What a song! Stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Jolene, all this sort of stuff, right? So yeah. uh, loads of different varying things, right? My dad yeah, was. Yeah, we have a great country Spotify playlist. Go on and have a look. Blanket on the ground, Jolene, they're all on there. Right, I'm going to back that's, tomorrow. That's well, some um, quality stuff there. You're talking. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what quality. she. That's what she was into. That she loved Joe Dolan. She adored Joe Dolan, right? Um, right. And then my dad was into my dad was into um, a man called Harry Shapen, right? Okay. Who wrote oh. um, uh, "Cats in the Cradle," right? And I still listen to all his stuff now. And then I was kind of brought up on that. And then Oasis hit me in the early nineties, right. and I went from See. there. So, the so you skipped all the stuff before Oasis. Yeah, I kind of I was kind of brain, brainwashed with music up until I was probably. 12 and then it was oasis and, and everything else come in but um yeah like, I, I should go and listen to more of these bands so i tell the you what, yeah, yeah. Only have two albums you know so they don't have a huge back catalogue so get on and give them a listen uh, they're brilliant i love the stone rose and i love the ian brown solo stuff as quality as well and i love yeah the like the same like the same three times around three times well, Jack Hall says he gets hay fever from country music. <laughs> um, but so if you so if you were to give me two bands, Keith, and then I let Bertie answer. If you give me the two bands that I probably didn't listen to in the late mid eighties, late eighties, that I should go and listen to, what would it be, Keith? The Smiths. Did you listen to the Smiths? Did you say no? Not no. Uh, get the Smiths and as Madge said she, so she said Jeff Buckley done a cover of um, I Know It's Over that is a brilliant song by the Smiths go on and listen to the Smiths Smiths are brilliant as Bertie says The Cure The Cure are very underrated band they've got loads of great hits um, their quality um, who else is there sort of in that indie music The Happy Mondays are alright as well but they're a bit more chilled out a bit more um Trippier maybe than the the Stone Roses, but I like the, I like Ocean Colour Scene as well. Ocean Colour Scene were good, yeah. Yeah, I like they them. were the mid nineties, oh, but hate them. You're not yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't stand them. Jesus, now. Right, so no, so what like, am I going with here? The Smiths, am I? Go with the Smiths and the Cure. Smiths and the Cure. Bertie, what am I listening to? Uh, Pixies, if you can. Pixies, yeah. Get some Pixies yeah, into yeah. you. Right. Pixies okay. are excellent. Yeah. Um, also. Could try a bit out there, try some smashing pumpkins. Like oh, everybody would say pumpkins. Nirvana or something like that, but Love try some smashing pumpkins. Yeah. That's good stuff. So we've got the Smiths, yeah. the Cure, the Pixies and the Smashing Pumpkins. And Nirvana, throw yeah. in Nirvana as well. Okay. Fucking Nirvana. And if you want to if you want to go down the pop room, you have to go for a razor. You have to. Oh yes. Quality. That's, I've and the Pet Shop Boys as well. Pet Shop Boys are quality yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really, that was my man's favourite group, Pet Shop Boys. So. <laughs> Loved it. I love the 80s, sort of the electro, the the mid-80s electro stuff. It's all quality. The early 80s, Gary
um the human league and all get into all that with gav have a great playlist for you on spotify i'll hook you up with all that, that well. how many is that two or but even i've loads even of early spandau ballet you know yeah, early spandau ballet is quality right so hook, hook me up hook me up with the hook me up with the stuff with all them in it keith do do yeah. me up a playlist for all them in it and just send yeah. just only them because you like do doing it. them playlists don't you I do, yeah, and you've loads of time because you're just sitting around now Twisting your moustache and listening to Ed fucking Sheeran. So you've loads of I need to get off Ed Sheeran. You do. You need to get away from him very, very, very quickly. Because I'm in the car, right? Oh, God, no. I'm going training. Oh, the the kids have it on me playing Spotify. They've taken it over. And I'll be in the car. And next thing you'd be on, like, is that Ed? And Zach would be like, yeah, that's Ed. And I'm like, why the fuck am I calling him Ed? Can't stand this fella. (laughs) What, are you going on as if you know him? Like, I'm forced to enter. Own book reckons Gav will like the Smiths as much as he likes Indian Field. I've only had Indian Field <laughs> once. Was that right? Oh, Indian Field is amazing. Yeah, Gav's <laughs> no, the I, only person in the world that doesn't I love, like I like field. Chinese Field over Indian Field. Uh, once you have Indian, well, now everybody says it, once you have Indian, you won't even go near Chinese. It's just forget well, about it. I have it. had Indian and I've gone back to Chinese. Oh, no, there's, you're off your head. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Brand- it's gorgeous. Brand- well, I, I didn't say it wasn't nice. I just prefer Chinese. Um, Veranda Chia's last question the night before we go. He says, here, lads, can any of you tell me what the hell Meatloaf was on about when he says he'd do anything for love, but he won't do that? What is that? It's a good question. I love Meatloaf. It's my karaoke jam. Yeah, Meatloaf is... Um, not that one. I've sang that one. I'd do anything for love, but two hours... Are you a bit of a Paradise by much. the Dashboard Light? Oh, I sang Paradise by the Dashboard Light one time in yeah. America on a karaoke. Two hours three ain't bad is a great karaoke one. Yeah, that's me song. Two hours three ain't bad. I've done Paradise by the Dashboard Light, but you need a good woman singer, and some didn't even know the girl that sang it with me. She was an English girl that done Am Dram. She was a bit heavy now. Not like a bit much, you know what I mean? A bit mm. blade and heavy on the 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 sort of the amateur dramatic stuff. But uh, yeah, smashed it out of the park. And I'm not even a great singer. But I love me love. You do anything for love, we won't do that. I don't know. What could that be? What would you not do for love? What would that be for you? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like maybe that's the whole point of the song. Nobody knows yeah. what it is. You choose what that is. Maybe that mm. is. Is that what it is, Bertie? That's it. Yeah. yeah, it must be. Yeah. I don't really like the song, but I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like the song, but fair play to him. <laughs> no, I really love, I, if you go on a karaoke song, my karaoke song is, uh, I guess that's what you call it, The Blues by Elton John. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. my, I always sing that. Yeah, I like it. Whether you like it or not. But you know what I hate? Oh, yeah. I, I, I hate love, I love, a karaoke. See, I love, I love a karaoke at Christmas so you can play Step Into Music or Step Into Christmas Step by Christmas, Elton John. Yeah. That's because yeah. it's the best Christmas song ever. They're all great. The Christmas songs I've laid. We should do a Christmas yes. Christmas song but show. Someone sometime. needs to bring out a proper Christmas song. Like there's been none. There's been a few. Ah, that has Lewis had a great. Leona Lewis years. done a great. That's one. a good one. one. Yeah, Leona Lewis is already one of the sensations of the last. It wasn't even years. her song, I'd say. It was a cover. song. It wasn't a cover. Ah, well, One more cover. sleep by Leona Lewis. Go on and have a have a listen. One to more it. sleep. Yeah. <sighs> Great like, song. Like when was when did the last decent Christmas song come out? Ooh. No. The last the one I remember being in the one. charts. Honestly, the last one I remember being in the charts was probably. Um, Mistletoe and Wine by our man, what's his name? Mistletoe and Wine, that was about 30 years ago. Mate, That's what I'm saying. There's been none since. Name, yeah, name the top Christmas songs. Name the top Ever. Christmas songs. Name, name, name the top Christmas songs. Do they know it's Christmas? Well, last Christmas we won. Last Christmas. Right. Mid-80s. Yeah. Um, the, the one McGowan has. Fairytale New York. Yeah, Mid-80s. Yeah. 87, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. Um... Uh, the Christmas songs were top notch when you go back to the 70s. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I don't think one has come out in the 24th century. Ah, they have. No, no, Keith. I'll tell you why. Because if you get the 10 top name your top 10 Christmas songs that you and find anyone with their top 10 Christmas songs, and I'm yeah, telling but, you, not one of them was made after 1990. But that doesn't mean there's not good ones. The darkness album. The Darkness had a good one. Not after 1990. Don't but let the bells end. the most popular one of the whole No, world. Darkness, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Christmas time. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. But that was just... That was all right. Ah, it was all right, but the, it's not near the top ten of Christmas. There hasn't been a good Christmas song made in the 24th century. And quite honestly, we should, as a race, be fucking 
disgusted with ourselves, ashamed of ourselves for that. That's that's just I don't where know. I am. I think there's a few. I think you're you're underselling it, and you're saying name ten, and the that's that's like saying name me ten footballers, the best footballers of all time, and a Liverpool player won't be in it. But that doesn't mean they're not great. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Know, but, but, but what I'm saying to you is, is that popular. great footballers come along all the time, right? They mightn't be the top, top end, but they, they, they're great, right? You know what I mean? Like, if you look in the last 30 years, some of the greatest footballers have ever appeared in the great last 30 years. And the 30 years before that, you had Maradona, you had Pele, you had Cruyff, right? For Christmas songs, there's fuck all. You have to go Emmett's back before 19. He's at that battering you there. I love it. Well done, Emmett. Ed Sheeran, Airboy, and ah, Elton John had a duet last year. There stop you go. it. Stop. Oh, I enjoyed Play that. Time. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good one. Rory Fitzgerald. Rory Fitzgerald, right? Here, here, right? Gav's right. Bob the Builder topped the Christmas 2000, right? And before that, you had Mr. Blobby, who was on um, yeah, the fucking yeah. show with what's his name? Um, no Lebens. No right? He topped it one year. And I think he might be E17 or something to number one. Mr. Blobby. So that's what that's what yeah. you're up against. Yeah, so, but um, you see, the Christmas number one died of death when Simon Cowell monopolised it. Now, I know that's where we got Leona Lewis from, but when X Factor was coming out and setting it up that they were having the Christmas number ones every year, that, that killed it. That put the death knell in it. And that's why Rage Against yeah. the Machine yeah. come James Darty says, Wizard, which could be Christmas every day. 70s, right? Yeah, All right. the golden era. Uh, and Red Steve says, Red Steve, he's a prick. He says, I think Gav... Has about four records for fuck's sake and a cassette single. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if, it's, if it's, it's not just... on the best of country 78, <laughs> you yeah, don't like, know about like, it. Like, I just all I'm saying is there hasn't been a good Christmas song in nine on 30 years, in my opinion. Ah, Mariah Carey's the most popular ah. Christmas song of all Mariah time. Mariah Carey, okay, I'll give you that 1994 ish. I'll give you yeah. that, right? Yeah. but it's actually the most annoying Christmas song of all it's time. A great song because she you know why they play it more than any other song apart from maybe Fairy Tale in New York but Fairy Tale in New York play it because it's a classic Mariah yeah. Carey is playing it Troy stand up and Troy Troy big shaky up the, was great, yeah. Troy big the up shaky. the 90s onwards so there you go anyway I um, think you know the Christmas number one thing I think people of a certain generation or a certain age don't look at it Emmett's saying that lad baby sing about sausage rolls every year and they've had something like five Christmas number ones in a row and it's all charity stuff so fair play to them but in the olden days, the Christmas number one was the fucking shit. You know what I mean? That was the one everybody, Elvis and all had Christmas songs. You know what I mean? There was mm. everyone, John Lennon. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But like now, everyone... nowadays, it's 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 gone to the dogs. It needs to be yeah, reformed. Um, you know, was telling you, she's the one that's that's ready to bring this back. It's our popularity might not be as it was about fifteen years ago, but Leona is the person to drag this into the twenty fourth century. Well, um, it's been announced just in the last little while that the football regulator has been confirmed for the for English football, um, by the government. Mm. So, um, maybe the next step is some sort of push Christmas on number um, one regulator. proper decent Christmas number ones. <laughs> um, that's what I think. I don't even. I think aiming for the Christmas number one is putting too much pressure on it. I think good Christmas songs. And then whatever will be will be because, like I said, these lad baby merchants seem to have a song up by going down the charity route. So we can't ignore them if they don't get to number one. I think we just need a good, um, yeah, Jason McDonald, Kelly Clarkson underneath the, the tree there. Oh, Kelly Clarkson, another great singer. I and she's a country it. singer. There you go, guys. Claire Dean right? says, I would rather Very watch good. last night's game 20 times than listen to Mariah Carey. <laughs> Yeah, listen to Mariah Carey. Oh, 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 don't slag Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's yeah. great. Yeah, she might she sound is. like a cat. No, she was no. the poem from last night, but she's great. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Mariah Carey might get stick for All I Want for Christmas is You. Listen to our version of Oh Holy Night and then come back yeah. to the game over. Cover. Best Christmas song. Yeah, it's a cover of a bleeding hymn or a ah, Christmas That's what I'm saying. They're not even making the effort anymore. They're just covering other people's songs. You know what I mean? Like Band Aid comes out in 85. And what did he do? What did he do? Yeah. He they just copied another then. four times in the yeah. next 25 years. Just make your own one. And I wouldn't mind, right? These are all, these, these are enough. massive. So that means there was, there was there was four covers that I think made. So that was four massive um, groups of artists and they couldn't come up with a bleeding song between them all. They just went, oh, we just sing that one made five. It's grand. And they absolutely annihilated the thing. God loved them. Yeah. Um, to the point where you don't really listen to that one anymore. Ah, um, that's a great song. That's it. When you're in the pub at Christmas and it comes on and everyone starts singing it, that's the one. That's the blading, yeah. the party stomper. And everyone sings a little bit and everyone wants to time it so they get the Bono piece and all in it. Great song. 
great yeah. song. Anyway, um, he'll have one. it on seven inch single. In my dad's, so. <laughs> well, listen, um, collectors only. Listen, this started off about uh, cats attacking um, people on our podcast. It went on to Liverpool. It went on to goalkeepers. It ended up with music and Christmas number ones. But that's what the call-in show is about. We don't make any bones about it. It can be about anything from from the hours of 10 to 11 or just after 11 on a Wednesday night. Keith's sitting there with the big moustache drinking milk. Bertie's rubbing tea bags out of his job because he's a stoy in his eye. Um, Johnny Depp was on earlier. He looked amazing. Um, We just had loads of stuff going on. We made from from Brazil rang in, which was deadly as well. Um, Great to see him. Didn't even put a top on him. No, doesn't matter. Why should he? He, he first he's saying he's too warm. It's too warm over there. Yeah. So um, that's how it went. But listen, from me, from Keith, from Bertie, because he stayed on till the end. That has been the midweek fix call in tomorrow night. Um, we should have a viewer's voice. We're trying to sort something out. We may or may not have one. Friday is the Premier League. Matt's forecast. going for the tentness, isn't he? <laughs> Saturday is um <laughs> Saturday will be full time red. Sunday will be the fat back four, and um we get back into the next week then as well. Check out uh, Bang Average Golf as well. Me and Neely on there. Um, it's it's going well with the subscribers, it's going well with the views. But um, honestly, we're we're filming from next Monday. We're going to try to do a full time. We're going to try to give you three to four videos a week, hopefully. So um, like this video, subscribe. But on your way out, just type in Bang Average Golf into your YouTube search. You'll see it coming up. You'll see me and Neely hit subscribe because we've loads of stuff coming. Um, where it's going to get very heated between us, and then probably more when we're teammates rather than when we're against each other to be quite honest with you um the link is in the description for our charity um don't forget that it's in there donate if you can if you want to do a super chat all super chats go to the charity but if you think if you can go in there donate copy share send around work friends family whatever it might be and of course thanks to bookmakers.com for sponsoring this show at bookmakers.com you can get all the best thoughts on your football whatever sport you want across bookies and sports books if you don't like that if you do it do it responsibly but if you don't of course you can check out stats comparisons and loads of articles and everything on that website so there you go um emma cavanagh says tomorrow is hosted by jeremy coyle guests are matt and his cat and there you go with the dog sitting over and you know the way the cat and matt in one chair and just over the other side of the thing right with the dog is is a it's the dog, but the, no, they should, they, it shouldn't angry. be. It shouldn't be Jeremy Coyle. It should be um, what's your man that had the, the show in America? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer with Big Steve. Wasn't it Big Steve that stood in between them? That's what I want to see. That is what I want to see. Anyway, that's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Podcast Network.